It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. Logan Couture wins it in overtime. Now, now, here's your host, Ted Ramey. Sharks win the faceoff. They're on the power play for a minute 17. Three minutes to go on regulation. This game is tied at two. Carlson drops it back, and here comes Barabanov. Stick handling on the right. Across the line, dishes to Couture. Back to Barabanov on the right boards. He slides it to Couture. He's under the knee. He feeds it in front. Meyer shoots. He scores! Timo Meyer puts it up top. The Sharks lead 3-2 with 2.47 to play. A power play goal by the Sharks' top goal man. Yeah, I'm sure you know guys that have been here and went through what they've gone through with this, you know, against Las Vegas, against Vegas. I'm sure that means a little extra to them right now, but you know I think it's more about now and you know the build, the way we've been going, the direction we've been going. Just go back and look at some of the reactions to the goals in Dallas and when we tied up and Mini, and you can just feel it, right? There's uh, there's a really good feel going on right here, right now, and but we you know we're not done yet. We we really believe there's another level for us to get to. We've got to you know we just played four games and six nights on a road trip. We'll get some rest tomorrow and get ready to go against a tough team, uh, a tough Detroit team. All right, good morning, everybody. How are we all doing? I know that my reaction is probably like a lot of yours. A, win in Vegas, always a good thing. But I was I was looking bigger picture at everything that we saw last night and what we've seen over the last couple of games, especially three straight wins, a surprise in Dallas. Um, you know, I thought a surprise in, in Minnesota and a surprise in Vegas as well. Like you didn't go into any of those specifically thinking about winning games. And, you know, the game in St. Louis could have been a win as well. But I do think that my overall big picture feeling is that it hasn't felt this good for the Sharks since they started off last year 4-0. and I can't remember if there were two other three-game win streaks last year, um, but I know they did start off 4-0. and And I know that in that time, there have not been very many moments just because the Sharks have been in a down period. And this was the first time where it did feel like hope was emerging into the equation, where it did feel like the guys were more fired up, like the win really meant a little bit more. The fact that they were able to go out and get three out of four on a road trip. I mean, these were things that you know they were trying to do last year that they were consistently falling just short, where they'd have a 500 road trip. They wouldn't be able to get the, you know, the overall greedy road trip where you take most of the games. Um, and it got difficult and more difficult as the season went on for a number of reasons. But, you know, l- right now when you're watching the Sharks, you are watching a team that is actively getting better and is actively more and more fun to watch. I mean, that's the thing that I, I take away from this. And shocker, you know, this is what happens when you get Timo Meyer playing like Timo Meyer and Tomas Hurdle playing like Tomas Hurdle and, you know, Eric Carlson playing like Eric Carlson. Like this, this is a team now that has not only their best players playing like their best players, but you're getting contributions across the board. You're getting Luke Cunning in on things. Or the other night you had Nico Sturm getting in on. You've got Matt Nieto. And uh, apologies for my voice. I'm dealing with a, uh, a bit of a virus right now. But, you know, we look at where the Sharks are in the wild card right now. 
They have 15 points on the season. They're only one point back of Calgary for the second wild card spot. I mean, that is that is wild, no pun intended, but especially when you start thinking about where the Sharks were after that, you know, another painful shootout loss to Anaheim before they go out onto the road. They got a couple of days off, and I always I always go back to something Jamie Baker told me, um, and he would always say, Ted, early on in an NHL season, you need to get practice in. You need to be able to work on your game, and it feels like the Sharks in the, you know, what was it, the Saturday night to the Thursday game in St. Louis, they were able to work on their game, and they were able to put forth, um, you know, some of those changes and make themselves overall better as a team. And watching that happen is is just awesome right now. I, you know, I can't express enough, you know, my overall concern at the start of the year when things were a lot, lot worse than I expected them to be. And that was, that was a surprise to me. I think it was a surprise to everybody. But the Sharks right now, you know, you look in the Pacific, they are one point back of Calgary, three points back of Edmonton, four points back of Seattle. I mean, this is not a terrible place for the Sharks to be right now. Six, nine, and three. Yeah, they, they could be better, but they're five, four, and oh on the road. It's home that they've been absolutely abysmal, one, five, and three. But again, now that they are getting these victories much more consistently, and now that they are looking more complete across the ice, I am excited for what happens when the Sharks team gets home. Because, I, you know, early on, I was... I was pretty worried. I, I did not know where things were going with the Sharks after that 0-5 start. And you started looking at the schedule, and it was like, oof, this could get a little bit interesting. But now, you know, four of their next five are at home. You know, you got Detroit at home. That's going to be a tough game. But the way the Sharks are playing, you've got to think they've got a good chance to win it. They already beat the Rangers once this year, so we'll see if they can continue that trend. Ottawa is not great right now. Seattle, they're hot on their heels. Then you've got L.A. on the 25th when you're back home after you visit Seattle, and then you've got Vancouver after that. I mean, I don't I don't know what's going to happen, guys. But I know that when the Sharks enter the building on Thursday night, when they take on Detroit, when they are ready to go against those teams, they are going to be much better in terms of their mental state. Because I, I, you know, I looked at the mental state of the Sharks earlier this year and the way that the guys were reacting after games, and I, I just didn't know. I mean, right? It's not, I'm not questioning any of these guys like whether or not they wanted it, but it was just like, you could tell it was weighing on their shoulders. There was a, there's a, there's a bad loss feel. There's an angry loss feel. There's a bad play feel. And there is a not living up to their own personal and team-wide expectations feel. And I think there was a little bit of that resignation creeping in after that Anaheim loss. And I do think that could have been a turning point. I mean, things could have gone really south after that Anaheim shootout loss when they gave up two goals in the final five minutes. It goes to overtime and a shootout. And it was just kind of like, uh, uh-oh, this is... This is not good, you know, and you really wondered what was going to happen next. And very much a credit to the Sharks. They have rallied, and you look at the entire way they've done it as a team. It's no longer just writing Eric Carlson's wild performances. It's no longer just expecting somebody to play hero hockey. They are, again, getting contributions for across the board. If we look at the scorer sheet last night, Logan Couture, a goal and an assist, a two-point game. Eric Carlson, two assists, a two-point game. Alexander Barabanov, two assists, a two-point game. Mark Edward Vlasic, another point for him. He's got an assist on the night. Nieto, he's got a goal. Hurdle, he's got an assist. Meyer, he's got a goal. Cunning, he's got a goal. Ferraro, he's got a goal. Storm, he's got an assist. I mean, guys, that's that's a lot of players racking up points in a single game. And, of course, it helps when you get a couple of empty netters. But, you know, these points don't happen by accident. You're able to score empty netters because of the effort you've put into a game up to that point. And the Sharks were able to, you know, bang home those empty netters after, you know, a couple earlier this year went off the post, especially like that one against Anaheim, I want to say. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is this is encouraging. You know, just across the board, I am very much encouraged 
about what we're seeing out of the game. And I, I do think that one of the unfortunate things out of the overall game is that we're probably going to talk more about the team than we are going to talk about the individual of James Reimer, individual performance of James Reimer, because the, I think that in light of the way the Sharks came back, you maybe overlook some of the huge stops he had on the night. And just, you know, his overall speed in front of the net and his power and his ability to stop shots. I really felt like James Reimer last night was seeing the puck as well as he has all year. And that's a Vegas team that has been really, really good up to this point of the year. And the Sharks limited them to two goals on the night. And that wasn't just because their team defense played pretty well, which it did, just didn't play flawlessly. But you had James Reimer to step up and make some huge saves time and time again in the early goings of the game, which that's what you need sometimes. You need your goalie to bail you out. You need your team to kind of rely on one guy sometimes when maybe you're not doing anything poorly, but you just need a little bit more. And that was what James Reimer was able to provide, especially early in the game when Vegas was out shooting San Jose. But, you know, I, I look at the way they played throughout the game. You look at the special teams battle. Vegas 0 for 3 on the power play, which of course means the Sharks were 3 for 3 on the kill. And you look at late in that game when they get the kill, immediately go on the power pay play and get the game-winning goal. I, I mean, that's just massive. You cannot under understate how important it is to not only do your job on one side of special teams, take advantage of the situation on the other side and get yourself a goal that goes ahead. Like those types of moments are what can turn teams around and what can turn games around. And that's exactly what happened last night. Because even when the Sharks kill that penalty, you're thinking, okay, this is a 2-2 game. There's a lot in terms of how this game can go. And then the Sharks immediately go on the power play and they get a goal. And it's Timo Meyer again with a big goal against Vegas. And I just, I look at this and I don't think it would have happened a week ago. I don't think it would have happened two weeks ago. I don't think it would have happened three weeks ago. We all know where they were four and five weeks ago. I mean, this is a team that is, as I talked to Sheng Peng yesterday, and I might play a little bit of that interview this morning, depending on how my voice is doing, because it doesn't feel like it's the strongest it's ever been right now. But I do think that we are watching a team grow, and we are watching the regression to the mean. Like, there was no way that Timo Meyer and Tomas Hurdle were going to be that cold to start the year. There's no way that nobody else was going to be scoring. There's no way that the Sharks were going to be, quote-unquote, as poor as they were. And so... In that, guys, it was like, okay, like what? what's going on? So now you're watching that regression. And yes, that includes a regression of the mean of the goal scoring of Eric Carlson, but I don't want Eric Carlson to be the leading goal scorer for the San Jose Sharks when you have Timo Meyer and Tomas Hurdle on your team. I want Eric Carlson to be the impactful player that he can be on any game. And if that includes him having a hat trick, if that includes him racking up points, that's fine. But my point is that it can't just be him. And what we saw last night was the entirety of the team coming through in a big, big performance. And that's, you know, this is something we're seeing more and more. And, I, you know, I looked back to the Sharks' performance against Dallas. They scored five goals and Eric Carlson didn't have any points. And I said, I know this sounds weird, but I feel like that's a good thing because it shows that other guys were getting into their game. And then, yeah, you had a game against the Wild where you had another contributions across the board and Vlasic had two points in that game, and Nico Sturm had a big goal, and you know Steven Lorenz had a big goal, or Lawrence. I'm sorry, everybody pronounces that name differently, and it gets to my head. Uh, but this this is exactly what we've been waiting to happen. You know, I, I I have been asking the question of why hasn't the team been better than they were last year if they are quote unquote a roster that's better. And I talked to Shing about this yesterday, and he said, well, you know, you have to take into account the absence of Brent Burns, which I have. Obviously, you don't want to overlook the contributions of a Brent Burns. Um, but it did, even in light of that, it still felt like the team was underperforming. So now, 
I feel like we are getting that quote-unquote regression to the mean where you're winning games. And maybe these are games that the Sharks on paper don't necessarily win, Dallas and Minnesota and Vegas. But, you know, I also say, hey, they could have beat St. Louis to start off this road trip. That was a winnable game. And then you go to the homestand before that. They had a chance to beat Vegas. They did beat Toronto. They had a chance to beat, um, you know, Anaheim twice and Florida and Tampa. I mean, this these are things that don't, happened by accident like the Sharks were having remarkably painful losses but they weren't because they were a bad team it was because they were shooting themselves in the foot they were their own worst enemy they were doing themselves in and we're we're still seeing mistakes I mean last night Nick Chichek had uh, a mistake that led to the first goal and hey if you're going to see mistakes in the NHL in a big game against Vegas where you're trying to take three out of four on a road trip yeah I'm fine with it coming from Nick Chichek I am a little bit concerned that Eric Carlson fell again a but b I am fine with a mistake coming from one of your younger players. And really, I am fine with mistakes happening because they just that's part of the game. Guys screw up. Guys make a mistake. They make a bad pass. They turn the puck over. It's part of sports. It's part of life. But it seemed that in the past, the Sharks, if they made those mistakes, they would crumble. They would not be able to bounce back. They would give up five consecutive goals like we saw against the Blackhawks or three consecutive goals like we saw against the Vegas Golden Knights after they had done a good job to get back in front 2-1. I mean, these were... These were problems. These were things the Sharks were doing that we were not saying that was like, oh, they're getting, you know, just skated off the ice. It was like, no, they're their own worst enemy. They are preventing themselves from winning. They are the reason why they're not winning. It's not the other's team. It's themselves. And I'm not trying to take anything away from the other teams because clearly they were ready to pounce when the Sharks, you know, lined up that shotgun with their foot. And that's that's what you should do in the NHL. You should be able to get those, those big wins. So I, you know, I, I think that, There are a lot of things going on early on, and my hope is that the Sharks will be a more consistent team. Now, does that mean they are consistently 500 from this point out? It might. You know, like I said, all year long, best case scenario, this team is a bubble team, um, and that's still what I expect. Now, there is a miraculous case scenario where the Sharks are much better than I anticipated. However, the sample size of 18 games up to this point does not indicate as such. But I will also say that this team could have a much better record. And woulda, coulda, shoulda, if ands and buts, and yeah, I, I get it. We, we don't want to play that game because, yeah, if the Sharks had done X, Y, and Z, they would have resulted with one, two, three. I mean, yeah, we can play that game forever. And believe me, when it's come to pass playoff performances for the Sharks, I have played that game uh, staring at the ceiling after a painful loss. I've definitely done the, uh, you know, the ifs and that entire game, let me tell you. But you do see this team getting better. And that, to me, is the most important thing. And I've said it. From day one of the season, like, are we seeing growth? And ultimately, the answer was yes. Like, even in some of those painful losses early on, the Sharks were still getting better. They just weren't getting better enough. Like, they were still committing huge mistakes. They were still doing things that they need not be doing. And I, my favorite quote this year um, from David Quinn was not about the team being fragile, because he was right about that, and I don't think anybody wants to hear their coach describe them that way. But he just talked about the necessity of feeling the pain. And you can view it as a baptism by fire. You can view it as however you want to view it. But I think that, you know, those those losses against Anaheim, I think that maybe you think about the one that got away from getting a point against Tampa, a team that was in three straight Stanley Cup finals for a reason. And I think they will be fine as the year goes on. Those games, those moments, they have a chance to break you or they have a chance to make you. And I feel like the Sharks at this point are allowing those painful moments to define them as a team that needs to be better. And they responded big time on a road trip that did not bode well. And they won three out of four. And 
again, if this is a moment that we're going to look at as a launch pad for the year just for more consistent play, and maybe, like I said, it is 500 play, I'm happy with that because that would be a significant improvement over what we saw from the early start of the year. They are not going to continue streaking. They are probably going to lose more often than not because this is not a great team, and unless it goes much, much better, it's going to be a a tough year. But now you are watching the resolve. You are watching the overall reignition of where this team's psyche needed to be and where I believe they think they all can be because you're getting wins against good teams. I mean, you, you went into Dallas and beat them in their own house. You went into Vegas, one of the hottest teams in the NHL, and you beat them in their own house. And it was like I said, and rarely am I correct like this, but I said, hey, Vegas just won nine in a row and then they lost. They're going to be cooling now. Sharks could catch them at a good time. Vegas did not play bad hockey by any means. Um, That was a really competitive, really fun game. And even though the Sharks looked a little bit sluggish off the get-go, like I said, you had James Reimer bailing them out early, but that was a fun game. I mean, Vegas was creating opportunities. The Sharks were fighting back. There was extended, um, you know, possessions in the offensive zone. Both teams were getting good looks. It was highly competitive. I know there's been some talk about sports talk um, in Vegas. They know it's no longer a rivalry. Uh, You know, I would have to ask um, those guys on Vegas how they feel about that. But as a fellow uh, sports talk guy, yeah, of course, we say things like like that to rile up the other fan base that might be listening. And yeah, of course, Vegas is doing well right now, and the Sharks have had a tough start to the season. But you know what? I'm excited for the next time these two teams meet. I can tell you that much. I mean, the two times they've met so far this year, they've been really entertaining games. The Sharks were not as complete as Vegas were when they played earlier this year, and that's why the Sharks were unable to hold on to a nice 2-1 comeback lead and gave up three straight and lost. But I want to see these two teams again. And I I would imagine that a lot of you, like me, I was very worried about what was going to happen against, you know, good teams, especially off those shootout losses to Anaheim. I was like, well, I think Curtis Pichelka said it as well of of the Bay Area News Group. It was like, the Sharks can't consistently beat the Anaheim Ducks at home. Who can they beat? And I think that was where all of our mindsets were. And it was like, where's this going to go? I mean, Chicago was supposed to, and Chicago has, you know, exceeded their expectations, obviously. So maybe that loss doesn't look as bad in retrospect, but I think everybody after that last homestand was really wondering what was going to happen next. And, you know, the answer, as far as I'm concerned, has been, they, they've, they've answered it. They have had that big response that we've been waiting for. They have, you know, come back as a better, harder team. And I hope my voice sounds as funny to you guys as it does to me right now, because I am laughing at this, but You know, last night, again, I go back to my overall point, just the feel-good nature of this one. Like, you feel good about the Sharks, like I said, in a way you haven't probably since that four-game win streak to start last season. And I guess maybe you could look at that win against Winnipeg on October 30th of last year, the big COVID game. That would be another one that I would point to and say, yeah, that was was a feel-good moment. Probably not as feel-good as winning four straight to start the year like they did because it was, you know, over what was expected of them, but... You know, now it's like, hey, finally, we have something to feel good about. We have a sustained win streak. And, you know, people were, you know, kind of joking at the idea of like, oh, it's a modest win streak, just having won two in a row heading into last night's game. I'm sorry, you need anything to build on. You need to take these small steps. And as David Quinn said recently, you look for those steps forward. You look for that growth. And that's what we're watching with the Sharks. And you get Luke Cunning contributing. You get... You know, Matt Nieto contributing. You get more and more guys in on it. And again, I'll take Eric Carlson dominating any single game, but it takes more than one player. And Timo Meyer, he was shut down for a lot of yesterday's game until he fought his way into it. And what happened? He broke through at the biggest possible moment because he kept on grinding. He kept on chasing the puck. He kept on fighting for positioning. 
You know, Alexander Barabanov, he had a relatively slow start to the year, but he's looking more and more like the player we all expected him to be. I think about that pass that he made to Neitz for the goal. That was, was phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. And these are the things, like I said, that we've all been waiting for, and they're all showing up. Now, I don't know if they're going to show up in the same game with such consistency because there's a lot of good that's been happening in three straight games that's allowed the Sharks to win games, that's allowed the Sharks to come from behind. And that, you know, that's not the plan per se. You'd like to be able to get out in front and just lead start to finish. But, you know, you've got to be able to win in any given situation. And I think the Sharks have now shown themselves that comeback wins are maybe part of what they can do this year, that they don't need to get steamrolled and flattened and let their shoulders slump. Not that their shoulders specifically slump, but you could see it was like, Earlier this year, they knew when a game felt like it was over. Now, you know, they go behind, one nothing. Doesn't feel like it's the worst thing in the world, even when it is a late first period goal. That was a painful moment, but it still was something the Sharks recovered from. Earlier in this season, I don't know if that occurs. All right, we're going to get into some post-game reaction on the other side. You're on Morning Tide. That to-do list you have needs one more thing. Chill. It's an easy thing to do. Just crack open an ice cold Coors Light and chill. Take the afternoon off and binge watch anything. Go to happy hour and stay for a couple hours. Who's counting anyways? Or hang out with just your dog because you've had enough human interaction this week. Whatever you do, do it with a Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Welcome back to Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. Off the faceoff, it goes right into Thompson. He sticks it aside. Vegas tries to clear Kanat. Nieto tried to go deep there. Now he bats the puck down, knocks it off the boards. Barabanov taking it to the corner. Couture there to help. He goes in front. Nieto backhands. He scores! Matt Nieto goes to the backhand after making the defensive play on the left wing boards. He got the pass from Barabanov, and his backhander beats Logan Thompson to tie this game 2 2 at 104 of the third. Uh, un- unbelievable pass. Um, I mean, you you all know what what he can do with the puck and how uh, how gifted he is offensively. And um, I just kind of found a pocket there and, and some open ice, and uh, just a great play by him. And I was able to beat the goalie. So many big moments in that game. Matt Nieto's goal to tie it up early in the third period. Um, you know, we can argue about which is bigger, but to get another early third period goal like we've seen recently in games for the Sharks. Uh, huge. And you get it from a guy like Nieto, who is such a hardworking guy, the guy who does the, the details. Of course, we know his skill on the PK. Um, you know, you just watch him get these moments and get these opportunities and take advantage of him. He's got that veteran guile. He knows exactly what it takes. And in that moment yesterday, when he had the opportunity, he was able to take advantage of it. It wasn't lost on his head coach, David Quinn. Well, he's just an honest player. He's got some skill to complement that. And you know, when you're putting your lines together, there's a bunch of different ingredients you're looking for when you're putting your line together. It's not just all about, you know, putting your three top talented players together. There's a mix that you're looking for, and he really compliments Cooch and Barbie. Uh, that line's been very good. Big moments to find games, right? Like, that was a big moment for Matt, Matt Nieto. It was a big moment from Timo Meyer. The empty netters, I mean, those were big as well. You're putting the game out of reach. You're putting the nail in the coffin. You're adding insult to injury as it were and that's what the Sharks were able to do last night I mean that was as complete of a performance as they have had all year even though they didn't play their best hockey the entire game they were a little sluggish at the start but you know what that's what a game is going to present it's not all going to go according to plan uh yeah uh I would say 
I would say that just because uh, we had an opportunity to win a, a road trip um, against you know our, arguably the best team in the National Hockey League and to come in here and get the two points in the fashion that we did a real sluggish first period probably as slow and as lethargic as we've looked in a while and then you know started getting better in the second and you know played a really good third period and it was yet another game in a row where the Sharks were clearly the better team in the third period which has been problematic for them at points this year Timo Meyer weighed in yeah um, definitely uh, have more confidence now and, and I think we've had to earn this confidence. Uh, we, we didn't have much in early in the season uh, where we lost some games where we were really close, and I think now we're um, learning how to close out games. And uh, obviously, at the end of the day, you know the points matter, and and you can play well and and, and you know lose the points, and you're obviously going to be uh, frustrated, and that's going to you know get down on your on your confidence. And now we're finding a way to win games, and and that's where uh, you know obviously we feel better about it. Yeah, and they should. I mean, that should be the takeaway from this series is the Sharks walk back to SAP Center or fly back or come back into SAP Center, however you want to phrase this, and feel like a better, more capable team. But I will say I didn't like the talk of the uh, the rivalry being dead. This is what Timo had to say about that. Well, uh, I, th- I think obviously there's uh, you know some guys that have been uh, around longer than others and that have played in those playoff series. Uh, and definitely for us, it, it's still is um you know i think uh for us we just want to win the game against them uh, and uh you know it feels nice uh, you know if they don't think it's a rivalry uh you know we don't really care uh, we won today so that's all we, we really care about we got to see nick chichek make his nhl debut i know this was something that i was excited to see although i'm sure he wasn't excited to see that a goal on uh on vegas's end was off of a mistake he made. Mario Ferraro eludes a couple of four checkers. We're in the final 20 seconds of the period. Sharks move it out. Good play by Ferraro, but now it's turned over by Chichek. Coming back in, Eichel flips it off to the right. Stevenson puts it back to the point. Now to Eichel, shoot, score! seconds left in the first period and the majesty and magic of Jack Eichel bangs it in learning experience for Nick Chichek in his first NHL game and it's 1-0 Vegas yeah for sure I mean pretty much the whole room came up to me and said don't worry about it you had a good first period and and with your NHL debut they said mistakes happen all the time I mean it's not going to be it wasn't my first mistake and it's not going to be my last mistake so it's going to happen but yeah I think I rebounded from that and kept going and the boys definitely helped me out with that And I will say that it is easier to absorb those mistakes, those blows, if you're coming off of two straight wins, if this is in the midst of a seven-game losing streak. Uh, You know, I I don't know how the response would be, but I think that, you know, for him to be able to speak to all the guys coming up to him and tell him to shake it off, I think that's important. You want to hear those types of stories from the team. You want to hear, you know, guys talking about everybody rallying around one player. Not that they necessarily need to be rallied around. Chichek is a pro making mistakes are part of this game, and he's got to be the one that bounces back from it. But I do like hearing about guys getting up to him and telling him, like, hey, well, dust it off. You played well. Let's go out there and play well again. Chichek shared some other thoughts about his NHL debut. Oh, I think it definitely lived up to it. I mean, I, I still got a smile on my face. I, I've been smiling all day. It's been an incredible experience, and can't wait to keep going. Obviously, you hate to see anybody get injured, especially a guy like Radim Shimek, who's come back from injury. He's been trying to you know, reestablish himself for a while. He's looked very good up to this point of the year. And to take a head injury, that just makes it even worse because those are so scary long-term. Like, yeah, you hurt a knee, you hurt a shoulder, a back. 
that's one thing. But, you know, the brain, it's a little bit different. I know they're calling it upper body, but we all saw what happened. But we're also watching now Nick Chichek get this opportunity to prove himself and see what he can do out there on the ice for the San Jose Sharks. And that's that's exactly what you want. You want him to come out and push himself and other guys to see that and push themselves in response. And not that, you know, Eric Carlson is particularly worried about fighting for his spot, but you want everyone to be pushing each other to be better. Because when you take an established pro like Shimek out of the lineup, you don't know how everybody else that's going to slot in is going to respond. Chichek, although not perfect, did his job. And that's exactly what you need to see. And it's also one of the reasons this team is feeling better and better about itself, gaining that confidence that's needed to go forward. Yeah, I mean, we've been gaining confidence throughout this uh, last three weeks, just the way we've played and the way we've practiced. And, you know, there's a level of believability that wasn't there earlier in the season. Not only uh, the guys have more confidence in themselves, but they have more confidence in their teammates. And, you know, when you work hard and you do things right in practice and then you do those these types of things in games, your confidence slowly builds, and that's what's happening. And again, the big question is if they can bring this confidence home. All right, my voice is going. How about some highlights till the finish? I'll see you Thursday afternoon on the buildup. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey signing off. Hurdle, lead on the left. Meyer shoots, empty net, score! Timo Meyer gets his second goal of the period. Oh, actually, Logan Couture on the left wing side, not Meyer. Couture getting it there and snapping it into the empty net. The Sharks have a 4-2 lead. Here comes Vegas now down the left side. Here comes Riley Smith. The shot blocked by Ferraro. It's wide. Down to 20 seconds remaining in the game. Petrangelo gave it away. Ferraro shoots. Score! Mario Ferraro gets the Sharks' second empty netter of the game. And Ferraro ends a 65-game goalless drought to make the score of the Sharks 5 and the Golden Knights 2 with 15.3 seconds to go. Yeah, it's huge, you know. Uh, before this trip, we, we really put an emphasis on on coming out of it with a winning record. And, um, you know, the last few games uh, have been come from behind wins and they haven't been easy, but I think our group just stuck with it and, um, you know, got some timely goals from certain guys. And, um, you know, unlike earlier in the season, we were able to, to close out those games. So um, huge confidence uh, booster for our group. And now we just got to take care of business back home. You've been listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light on the Sharks Audio Network.